Welcome to RC Total Sports Podcast, Coach's Corner Edition. And we are out of the studio and on location at our good friends here at Wings, etc. I'm your host, RC Jr., and joining me for this episode is Brandywine Girls Basketball Coach and also Assistant Principal, Mr. Josh Hood. Josh, Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, bud. I'm ready for some basketball. It's been a few long weeks off. You guys are now 4-1 and one on the season before you headed into the holiday break. And as you just said, you're, you've actually you're in week two of being off. Um, but uh, looking, we can talk real quick about the, the first five games of the year. I think obviously it was highlighted, um, kind of strangely, it was highlighted really by your one loss, which was against a very talented Buchanan team um, to where you guys rallied back from a 15-point deficit and made it a hell of a game. Yeah, it's always fun playing those guys. Gabe does a great job at Buchanan. Um, you know, we got a lot of adversity going on here to start the season. We've had more injuries uh, than any team I've ever coached combined. Uh, we started with, you know, Ellie in the summer, All-State first-teamer, um, tearing the meniscus and having surgery September 1st. Uh, Miley Young with a stress fracture who had uh, didn't – do anything with us in the preseason. Um, Ireland hurt her knee. Lexi Troop's been out with an ankle. And then, um, unfortunately, Ray Ray, right before Buchanan, um, gets, you know, a, a car accident and, and has broken tibia fibia. And so uh, going into that game, you worry about you're missing Ellie, you're missing Ray, who was an all-conference player last year, our second-leading scorer, second in rebounds, second in steals. Um, and what do our girls do? You know, they could have – Felt sorry for themselves. They had an easy out. So we talked about that week in practice. We got excuses to make. We got an easy out, and they battled. And that's that kind of what, you know, as a coach, uh, you never are excited about a loss. But uh, when you can go to Buchanan, who is really, really good, um, and have a chance to win with the ball with 20 seconds to go in regulation, um, that says about a, a lot about the character of our kids. And so I was really, really proud of the girls for their battle and, and not – giving in to excuses and saying we're going to go to war. And that's, I think, one thing um, we take pride in is Brandywine's not built on one or two players. Um, we've got a lot of girls who are very good, and it's next man up. When there's an injury, it's not excuses. And they've done a really good job uh, of embracing this adversity that we're having and these challenges and getting better each day. And so this is actually now, uh, Rob, week three. You know, we played um, – uh, we played that last week of, of Christmas before Christmas yeah. break there. Uh, this is week three now of being off, and i was been really impressed with their preparation and practice and their work ethic. We went and scrimmaged a really good water elite team yesterday. Last year we had two and a half, three weeks off and came out of the gate and lost to Benton Harbor. Uh, at home and, and just didn't play with a lot of energy and effort and that was that was on the coach you know we were very nice over Christmas break and we did a lot of fun stuff and didn't really get after it over break we've had a lot of competitive scrimmages we've had some awesome all-state and great players uh, alumni come in over break it seems like every day we've had kids come in and, and go to battle with these girls and to watch today we had Kennedy Bird and Megan Schmidt and to see them talking to the girls and coaching them up and and um getting after them when they're not talking. I'm like, this This is awesome. This is what it's all about. We had, uh, right after the day after Christmas, we throw in Madison Pello, um, Carly Newman, Mackenzie, uh, Shelton, Tammy Lee, Kennedy, um, Haley Scott has been there and, and been around. And so you, you throw all these girls in there that have had success and have been through the war of being a lady cat and, and all the work and 
and now they're all successful adults. And so to see them and kind of be leaders, the girls probably get sick of hearing my voice, but to see these alumni coming in who are highly successful adults in this world, and that's because of their work ethic um, and how they just approach life, it's, it's good for these young kids. And we've had an excellent, excellent, excellent Christmas break, and my promise to the girls was we're going to change things how it was last year. We have been getting after it. When the ball goes, when practice starts over break, we get after it. And I've been really impressed with their preparation over break. You know, you, you talk about having former athletes. Um, this past fall, you know, I, w- I was on Coach Kinsey's um, inaugural staff, and that was one thing I asked him. I said, hey, I said, uh, would you like me to get a hold of some former players and have them, like, give us some looks? You know, like, like when we were playing some teams that maybe had a little more of a spread, he goes, oh, absolutely. So we did the same thing. I got a hold of, you know, All-State Gabe Gua, uh, Shane Brown, Jordan Abrams, uh, guys like that that came back and, you know, basically worked out with us at practice and and it gave you know our defense a, a great look versus especially with the numbers that we were at no disrespect to our JV kids but they just they there was no way that they could give us any form of a look these guys that have been out of the game for 2 3 years even though they were a little out of shape still are stud athletes yeah. <laughs> and and uh so they were able to give us and and they had a blast doing it and I think you know obviously Gabe's coaching basketball here at Brandywine um, I know Coach Kinsey is really um, big with with Mr. Abrams, who's now the all-time leading rusher at Brandywine. Um, there's talk with, you know, hopefully get it, maybe having him help out coaching here in the future. So it is awesome to see former athletes, you know, come back and, and you know, still contribute to the program. Yeah, that, that, that day, uh, the first day after Christmas, when we come back and we had been off, you know, I gave them off the, the 23rd, 4th, 5th. Um, and so that was kind of our first day back together. But Carly, Madison, Mackenzie, Tammy, these girls walk in, three of them, four-year college players. Animals. Maddie played some college Just players. animals. And and now a couple of them got some babies roaming around in their house, right? And, you know, Carly's like, ooh, haven't done a lot of running up and down or any basketball. She she catches the ball off of a screen right away that Tammy delivers, Mackenzie screen, and it's a wide open thing. She just – drills it then pulls up and the girls are like oh my god I'm like well there's a reason she's got 1500 and some points and then Mackenzie and Tammy are directing everything I'm like there, there's a reason they're all state point guards and and four-year college players and then Madison you know who's just had baby and she, she's all over the place and then you see like a Kennedy Bird and and Megan Schmidt which you know one of the biggest slights I've ever seen is her not getting all state her senior year she was phenomenal but and then you, she says yeah coach today she just shows up I hadn't talked to her in a little while I said saw her at a tailgate but she's like she's in the gym when I get there Kennedy got her there and uh, she's like yeah I'm getting ready to head out to Perth Australia for an internship you know she's getting ready to graduate from Notre Dame in a couple semesters and Kennedy's going back Sunday so we're not going to have her at practice it's just she'll be the president of NASA I think someday yeah I told I told uh, Megan to remember me when she's making millions to remember the small people here at Brandon Wine, By all so. means, too, not to interrupt you, but I don't want your food to get cold. So as as the service here was substantially quick, we, we figured, well, hey, let's just let's start this show while you're waiting on your food. And like 30 seconds later, pow, they got it here. So by all means, take your time. This is a, a very unprofessional show venue. So take your take your time and, and eat. I don't want you to wait till your food is cold. I'm not scared. Uh, after this. So, um you know, you look back with the injuries, Josh, and first and first things first, when we talk about Ray Ray, that that's a whole different thing because that was scary. I yep. mean, her and her mom both, you know, and how are they doing? Like, how is her mom and, and how are they? I mean, because i seen her at the Buchanan game, and that's not – I mean, she's in like a jumbo cast that's like <laughs> yeah, almost a foot wide. 
Yeah, so, mom but, and younger sister Naraya are, are doing good. You know, Ray Ray, um, they're they're about recovered. Mom at Christmas time. I mean, that's my stepsis, and over at my dad, she still had a brace on her um, wrist. Uh, you know, it's just a, a freak type accident. But you know, when I I met Ray and and them, actually, when they were getting off the ambulance, I was at Memorial Hospital. Let me tell you, if you've never been to an emergency room at Memorial Hospital on a weekend, that's something everybody oh should boy. experience. Holy moly! I think the um, DMV's DMV's crazy. Wow, been but, there. Uh, yeah. So, but when Ray got off the end, you know, I was crying, we got a basketball game, we got Bronson Tuesday, and it was like, that's the least of our, our worries. You know, you are healthy, and this is a small bump in the road. You know, Ray Ray's only a sophomore, and, and she's going to come back stronger than ever. It's probably going to be a six-month type recovery. I think, you know, today she came to practice, and she was at our scrimmage at Water Elite yesterday, which says a lot about her and her character, but um, on crutches and in a boot, and then she's going to have a 16-week type of uh, physical therapy is what she mentioned. So she's hoping to back, uh, be back for summer ball. But what a freak accident, and that's life. But in the big picture, uh, basketball's minuscule, kind of like Which what happened what Monday we, night. What we've all learned, all of us yeah. sports fans who are anything remotely concerned with or interested in sports have all learned this week after uh, DeMar Hamlin, um, the Buffalo Bills player, and what happened on Monday night. I mean, I tell you, that's – and, and we're going to talk about that a little yeah. bit um, as well here. Um, but, yeah, that's – It shows a lot about those girls, though, and their character. You know, it's hard for them. Ray Ray's only sport, you know, is, is basketball, really, and that's what she plays. And so to play year-round, and she had just an unbelievable – you know, after the last game that, that she played, it was like, boy, she's really coming into her own against Bering Springs. You know, we she hits some threes. She goes to the rim. She She's rebounding, defending. You know, you need those girls. She was all-conference last year, not because she averaged six or seven points per game, but because – you know, it's it's the term we call it, we need gritters. And she does everything that we need somebody. She doesn't care about points. She's going to rebound. She's going to steal the ball. She plays defense. She can play the two, three, four, five for us. And so to be able to have um, her to be so versatile um, is a big thing for us. But now, you know, Ellie, uh, you know, Ellie's, Ellie is, in my opinion, the best player in southwest Michigan. Um, and one of the best, if not the best, I've ever coached. And to see her, you know, since September, she's been in crutches. And then she transitioned to a boot. And now she's able to do some stuff. So today she's working out on the side. It's really hard when your passion is is a sport, basketball. That's what you, you want to do, and that's what you want to do in college. And then to have that taken away for several months um, and have to watch your teammates be able to go every day through the war and be able to compete and play. And so for her to be able to come every day to practice, um, and it was hard at the beginning, very hard. Uh, we had some tough conversations, and, and it was hard for her to watch because she lives it. I mean, that's, that's, that's her dream is to go play, right? And so, but now she can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And she was working really hard today with Coach Troop on the side, um, all the conditioning type stuff, shooting. Um, she goes January 16th. And so for these young girls, you know, we're at the scrimmage yesterday. My good friend Courtney Bates, our only senior, is, is down visiting her grandparents in Florida. Um, and so there's no seniors. We're, we're scrimmaging in Waterloo. It was a really good team yesterday. And he's like, what's, what's, you know, how many seniors you got? I'm like, we don't have any seniors. We've got two juniors, Tressa and uh, Brummett. Uh, and then everybody else is freshman, sophomore. We brought Macy and Carly Byrne. He's, holy moly, you know, there's there's a youth movement. And these girls, they seem young, but they're very experienced in terms of, of their um, the, how much they've played on varsity. And so we are very excited about the future. I was able to stop down to the middle school tryouts the other day. Um, Dave Rader and Tammy Lee, two great coaches, and there's some, a lot of talent down there. Um, 
it's scary, but I tell everybody, you know, the future's bright where it, it really is. I mean, everybody but Courtney's back next year, and then we'll lose a couple juniors after that, and then we'll have eight more back. And so it's going to be a fun ride here. So next Tuesday against Dewajak, uh, I'll put you on the spot. Is Ellie Knapp upgraded from out to doubtful, questionable? What what would be like if we were in the in the NFL rule? You know, when you got to list injuries, what as of starting next week, what would she be listed as? Well, we'd say we'll see, but no, that's that's not the case. Ellie goes back to the doctor on the 16th. We're hoping to get her cleared that day. Um, so she'll be out next week, and it's two really good games. Uh, Dwajek has everyone back from a district championship, Class B, last year. Um, and then Friday night we go to uh, Benton Harbor, who beat us last year, and has everybody back, a 6'7 girl that's going to Central on a full ride. And so it's going to be a brutal week without Ellie, without Ray. But, again, these girls, you know, we go to Waterville yesterday, who's one of the best Division three teams in the area uh, for the last several years. Kenny does a great job job and and we were there we're battling and so it's really proud of these these girls and they're young on paper but in the big scheme of things they are experienced and they're they're competing they're getting better each day and that's their work ethic I've I've always enjoyed coaching I love it um I can tell you you know today my conversation with coach Gowan because uh, he couldn't make practices I just called him I was like man it's, it's scary but I am enjoying this group so much I mean they're really 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 good kids they're getting along there's no drama they're doing stuff outside of the court. We're raising money for the cancer game right now. They rang the bells, and they embrace it. They're doing a, a great job. And so, um, you know, a lot of people get grumpy as they get older, and maybe I am, but I'm, I'm just, you know, it's not like coaching is a job right now. We're having so much fun going to practice. And went to the Bulls game last night with my son, got back late. It's like you wake up like, oh, I got to go to practice. That wasn't the case at all. I was excited because we had such a good scrimmage yesterday. And right when I walk in, the girls are ready to rumble. You see Megan Kennedy. It's there's a lot of good stuff going on right now in the program, and after 14 years, you can kind of get complacent. And but uh, this is not the case right now. It's uh, there's more excitement than ever about what's building and what we got going on. One girl that we've not mentioned yet, and you you will forget 50 times more about the game of basketball than I will ever know. But in the games I've done, whether broadcasting or just have watched, one girl that I think is just from her performance on the floor, has upgraded so much from last year as Addie Gill. Yeah, I mean, that's my that's my fam, right? And so I'm probably a little harder on her, kind of like Ray Ray, right? I got two basically nieces on the team. But, but um, she's been, I mean, she's been like your go-to from a scoring standpoint. Brummett's been, I, and I've seen a, a, a great, I've seen a lot of, of great improvement in cadence with, with like body and leadership. And her, I mean, she's just a defensive. I mean, she's one of the better defensive girls that you've had that I've seen too. I've I've seen a lot of improvement from all of them. Yep. But those two have really, especially Addie, from from a scoring standpoint. Yeah, first she's been a scoring threat. Yeah, and in terms of cadence, I mean, you you look at the very first year um, when we had her out there, it was like we have a volleyball player out here. Like she's just such a freak that she can get by and she's going to do stuff. She ends up first team on conference. Then last year, it's like, okay, we don't necessarily have a volleyball player. We've got an athlete out on the court. And now it's like, holy crap, we, we have a basketball player. I mean, she understands what we're trying to accomplish. She's averaging basically a double-double, which nobody in the area can say that, I don't think. Um, she is all over the place. And so we're really proud of Cadence and the stride she's taken. Um, you know, Cadence is the poster child for um, – hopefully all these other girls in the area that just play volleyball and they want to have aspirations to play college volleyball. Cadence is a multi-sport athlete. Three. And, and I'm going to do everything I can to get her all state because she deserves it. But she, she leaves our practices, for instance, yesterday we, we scrimmage and then she has to go have a two or three hour travel volleyball. 
practice, and some of the travel volleyball people may not love it that she's playing basketball. I know they don't. Not to mention fact, her dad's probably got her taking some hitting practice I'm, and throw and for softball, too, because sure she's an outstanding softball player. Cadence is the epitome of what a student athlete Absolutely. is. She works so hard on, off the court, but for her to stick it out, there's all these kids that have went through Brandywine and other area schools that are such great athletes, but they've been thrown down their throat that you got to just focus on this sport. You got to focus on club volleyball. You got to got and and that's ridiculous and Cadence has weathered that she doesn't care what the outside noise is and she comes you know Freeland the other day said how many times have you in your last two and a half years had to yell at Cadence Brummett or challenge her to work hard I'm like I don't think we ever have and that says a lot about Cadence then you move to Adeline you know if there's one girl this offseason um, a lot of girls play fall sports and we challenge them to play multiple multiple sports Adeline will do a lot in track in the spring but in the fall she doesn't play volleyball and doesn't run and so she's one girl that every day would text me, is the gym open, is the gym open, is the gym open, never miss an open gym, every day is in the gym working hard. And now you can see that transition. You know, I, 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 I challenge her a lot because she's basically unguardable. I mean, if you talk about the prototypical college-level player, and she's only a sophomore, she's 5'9"-ish, she can jump, she can shoot, she can go to the rim. She's really coming to her own. If she would get some, a little more assertiveness, she'll be averaging 20 points a game. I mean, she's at 14 or 15, and it could even be more. She plays in spurts where she's unguardable, and then she'll just kind of hide or not want the ball. And she did that yesterday at the beginning of our scrimmage, the first quarter and a half. I'm like, where are you at? And I'm like, <laughs> I understand you hate me right now, and I'm calling you out, but I'm begging you to score 40 points. And so she is such a freak um, in terms of her athleticism and her ability to – um, score, but her future is very, very bright. She is a college basketball player along with a lot of those other sophomores, but she has potential to be a big-time um, college basketball player. Uh, our friends just joined us, Rob, and yeah, you know, they well, look like they he can't talk. They're he like doesn't want to do. He doesn't like, want to do ball games with him anymore. So maybe we can at least maybe get him in on the talk podcast. about practice, man. He got baseball practice, but, but he's got baseball practice eight days a week and. And flag football, so we talk about practice. My good friend and basketball sidekick Derek Balos and his wife just stepped in here. Tracy Balos so. in the house. <laughs> now, nah, so so Addy, Kay, I mean, they're all. You know, yesterday we played Waterville, lead and they got a four-year starting guard who's really, really good. Miley Young, I mean, is just she is she had the the foot issue uh, for six, seven weeks. I kept her in a boot. Now she's coming to her own. You look at Ireland. Adeline Drodis is putting the starting lineup now and doing a great. There, there's so much stuff, Tressa. I mean, I can go and down that all the came line. Out, that all came out in the Buchanan game because that was the one thing that really stuck out to me in the Buchanan game was that every single girl on that roster had a moment in that game where they made a huge contribution, and if it wasn't for that, there is no – I mean, every single girl contributed into that comeback and almost near – you know, it, coming back and winning. Yeah, and even that huddle going to the fourth, we were finally going to be able to press. We only played about five girls because of all the injuries. But when you look at that huddle, it wasn't nobody was crying, nobody was feeling sorry for themselves. So like, we're, we're going to get this. We could start pressing yeah. a little bit. But, you know, you talk about Buchanan, they've got three or four Division One athletes. There's nobody from Grand Rapids down that can say they've got three or four Division One athletes, one already committed for softball to Michigan State, one committed to Ohio State for basketball. Um, one, one, one of those was, was huffing and puffing pretty good in the come fourth quarter, though. Well, I will say that. Our girls rise up against them, and they were very excited to play that game. And so we get them, so get them a couple more times, and, and we're going to try to give them hell. But uh, really proud of the girls for that effort. But that just shows a lot about them and who they are. Take a bite of your sandwich. I'm good. I'm, I don't want to okay. start chewing. Everybody don't want to hear me chomping. Let's, uh, let's, let's pull away from basketball real quick. And just talk, uh, and I'm going to talk to you as an assistant principal, but still stay in the real to sports. And of course, 
the big news that came out about a month ago or so was that the um, they're expanding um, female sports at Brandywine. So why don't, why don't you talk to our listeners about that? I think it's very exciting. Yeah, you know, they talk about Title IX and things like that and making sure things are equitable for males, females, and, and um, we have a lot of great – female athletes at Brandywine. I think now you look at like even like the wrestling right now, Maddie Ward, uh, we're all rooting for her. She's got a great chance to win a state championship. But when you can add sports um, for the girls or any opportunities, that is an awesome thing. And so uh, kudos to our athletic director, Dave Seidenbender, our uh, superintendent, Travis Walker, and the whole, you know, admin school board at Brandywine for investing in that um, and giving our girls opportunities that a lot of small school um, girls do not get and so we're going to build those programs uh, I know a guy that is very interested in the golf job um, <laughs> I bet you do <laughs> and so uh, I'm looking forward if I'm you like, need you know, an assistant right here's one you're looking at one yeah it, it, it's, it's, it's like the ultimate fun. coaching job well it's going to be fun man the girls love golf it's something they can do for the rest of their life so uh, it's it's exciting for Brandywine that we're adding this you look at the gym you look at the tennis courts you look at now you know adding those girls sports it's it's a good time to be a bobcat we're very excited about these these additions Another thing I want to ask you, too, um, keeping your assistant principal hat on, is this year, obviously, um, you've got Justin Kinsey, who is now the new football coach. He's also a teacher at Brandywine. And lo and behold, uh, our great friend Nate Knapp, our boys, who's been our boys coach for, this is your 19 or 20 for Nate at Brandywine for the coach. But now he got a great opportunity. So now you have, along with yourself, your varsity football coach, your varsity basketball coach, obviously Dave Seidenbender. How critical is that? Like from you, I mean, you you got to handle, you got to deal with students. That's your main job is dealing. With, how how vital is that having your head coach of the main varsity programs being in house versus you know normally you know before that they got their own nine to five day job. They're not, like so if you got issues with one of their athletes, now you have them to. I mean, how big how big is that? Look, there, there's a lot of great coaches who are not in buildings, um, but to build a program and do it at a high level, you've got to have some eyes in the hallways. And and for us to be able to get Nate on board and Justin Kinsey, I mean, I don't think Justin. I, I heard him talking. I don't think he ever even played basketball. Um, and now Nate's got him coaching freshman the freshman freshman basketball yeah. because they work together and the kids love them. And so anytime you can get in-house people and and with Seidenbender, they all you know Nate Seidenbender, all those guys work together and they share that's the thing about a small school you you can't have kids specializing like kids do in volleyball I keep going back to volleyball and I can talk about that for hours uh with these people making money on these kids and tell them that's all they should play but you can't have kids specializing in small school and for us to have coaches that will share all the kids um you know it again it's a it's a really good time to be at Brandywine because our 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 coaches are in-house and and they're there you know for instance we got our good friends the Englands here right now i i bugged Addison England since the fall to play some basketball and to be able to see me every day in the hallway saying, uh-huh, like, hey. And so finally we got her out. Woohoo! Good job, Addison. And, but, and uh, not only that, like in the summertime, she didn't even know if she really wanted to play basketball, yeah. and now she loves it. Yeah, that's the deal. And so you just got – you can be there to bug the kids, but you can also be there if they've got problems going on outside of the court. And so to be able to have that, Kinsey, no doubt, is going to have the numbers up. Obviously, we know Nate. We know what he's done at Brandywine. We know how much he loves Brandywine. I mean – it's amazing to see Nate in action now as a teacher and all the every day the teachers that have been doing it for 20 years are like, why are you so happy all the time? I mean, the guy is walking around all over smiling, giving fives. I mean, it, he found his niche. You right? are not you are not at the uh, the game the other night because I believe it was your birthday. 
Getting um, old, Bobby. Get old. But uh, don't talk. Don't go there. But now he's got Dalton helping him out along with Augie. Augie was out. Carson. Or Carson. Yep. And um, bad call, bad officiating call. Nate's hot, calls a timeout. And me, as a, as a coach myself, I look down and I see C-Dog. He went ahead and took the team, and he took care of talking to so, – so the head coach and dad could sit there yep. – <laughs> And chew the and it was, but I was just really like it was awesome to see, and I was proud to see Dog for actually taking ownership of you know he's just I mean I mean he's right out of high school, and for him to take that maturity and to do that, it was really it was just kind of a cool moment to see that you know it, it's in the genes, just like yeah. you know Nate Ellie Austin is there with him. I mean, there's probably no doubt that Nate, after 45 years at Brandywine, will probably retire when he's 80 something, and then. Either yeah. Carson or Austin or Ellie or somebody will take over the boys' job. Uh, there's there's really no doubt it's in the it's in the bloodline. And so, uh, what an awesome family! And and it's fun to see them all you know on the sideline together. How cool is that? Um, we talked a little bit. Obviously, the the big thing this week in the world of sports was the Buffalo Bills. Demar Hamlin who collapsed, um, you know, went into cardiac arrest and and. While we're on that, actually, they came out today that he was actually was able to he regained consciousness. He he's he can't speak, but he even like the first thing he wrote down on paper was, "Did we win?" <laughs> Apparently, that was the first thing that, that he wild? wrote. Um, all the doctors saying that all the signs, everything, they're just they're weaning him back, um, but everything looks good. But the one thing that I want to talk to you about, and and this is when we have smaller schools, and it's not just I'm not. I'm not just targeting Brandywine. I'm targeting there's so many schools that we don't have a, a dedicated trainer. Um, and th- this is more of a question I would love to have for somebody, whether it's from the MHSA or the state. How in the world can the state not mandate or every school to have a trained professional at every – that it's, it's, it's assigned to the school? I know there's an expense to it. But, and, and you're going to know a lot more about that. But, I mean, and I guess what I'm going at is that if that happened, I hate saying this, but if we're at a home Brandywine football game where we don't have a trainer and that happens, I'm not sure if that kid survives. Well, I'll say, you know, first of all, Bob, Bobby, the, um, the school, like our school, for instance, that had posted for a trainer for a long, long time, and we, we can't get applicants. Can't it's kind of like teaching right now. It's hard to get those. But one of the things that the state has changed, which is awesome, um, is that all coaches now have to go yes. through CPR training and AED training. And so I sat with all of the other coaches the, the week before school started, um, and we had the AED machines out. They actually have the AED machines out, and we go through step-by-step on what we got to do if something like that happened until a first responder would get there. Or we also go through CPR, and they actually have the mannequins and light. They light up. And so we go through a very very hands-on, several-hour training. And I'm not saying we take the place of first responders. But in the past, you know, my first – 12, 10 years of coaching. I never had to do CPR oh. training. I never had to do AED training. Um, all of the coaches know where the AED machines are at in our building. We've got we've got several. Um, we also check the batteries all the time, and so we know. And those things walk you through. And, again, we don't take uh, the place of, a, a, you know, paramedics. You can't. We don't, and we, and we don't. But to have the training has helped a ton. And so until we get a trainer, you know, I feel like, and, in, in, you know, any situation is different, and it will be very, very tough. Uh, but we have a lot of trained people who have an idea of how to handle that situation. 
until paramedics would arrive. And I even look at like from the football it always, and this is this is just because of our area. I mean, you know, the only ambulance service we have is Smackus. We have literally one ambulance garage to cover this entire area, and so it's impossible. You can't have a, des- a designated ambulance crew to sit and literally at a football game. You know, which it's tough. It's it's it, very tough. It's tough. And, and that's not the school's fault. It's just. You know, we obviously we used to have one right here at, at Fireman's Park, but then when they did away with that, mm-hmm. it's like, man, you come to a football game, and it's like there, there's no ambulances sometimes. I mean, and we've had some, we've had a couple of close, you know, some calls where, you know, where you got to wait 45 minutes for an ambulance to get here. Yeah, it's scary. And thankfully now, you know, with the in, in Michigan, with what happened a few years ago with the Fenville kid, yes, um, that we all now have AED machines. Yes. And, and, you know, unfortunate that that happened to that young man, but now at least schools are equipped to handle those situations. Yeah. And I say that, and, and you know what, and the thing is, too, is not just schools. I mean, that can happen at any of our normal workplaces, too. I mean, we all have these AD, the, these yep. machines at work, and we're trained on them at work, too, because it doesn't have to be just, I mean, a guy at work, you know, on a forklift or whatever can all of a sudden, I mean, that can happen to anybody at every, any given time. Yeah, and, um, and I, I'll tell you, Bobby, I, as assistant principal, we do a ton of different professional development trainings, and you know, I, I'm not one for sitting for very long, right? I'm right. on the move. and But when you sit in those CPR, AD trainings, you see a bunch of very focused adults who know if that situation arrives, they've got to be prepared to handle that situation. And so um, it is kudos to MHSAA and schools that we've got to go through those trainings. Even the teachers now have to go through AD training, CPR training at the beginning. We call it safe schools bloodborne pathogens, things like that. And so uh, more so than ever, people are equipped to be able to handle, and schools are equipped to be able to handle that situation. And hopefully we never got to be put in it. Uh, but I think, you know, I think we would be able to handle it. Let's get back to basketball. As we start the new year, it starts uh, next Tuesday um, on January 10th. You got home against Dowajak, the Lady the lady Chieftains, who, as you were saying before we kind of started, they're, they're greatly improved. All their girls are returning and you know, when I first looked at that on the schedule, I'm like, oh, that's a blowout, but not not so much, you know, yeah. especially with us as, as depleted as we are. But it uh, should be an interesting game. But I'm looking at your schedule right now, and obviously we'll come back with Dewajak at home. And then next Friday on the 13th, we got a girls-boys doubleheader at Benton Harbor. Oh, that's a piece of cake. Yeah. And then the following Tuesday, oh, we're going to host Kalamazoo Christian. It's- so you guys are going to come out of the shoot. Uh, you better be better be ready to rock and roll. It- we, we've got some big dogs coming, and, yes, and that's do. good for us. That's what you want. You know, next year we've already added um, Edwardsburg. We've already added – we're adding Watervliet, who will have everybody Which is a, a district opponent mm-hmm. every year in, year out. We'll have Buchanan again. We've got Bronson, who's going to be top ten in the state. They're undefeated right now. We're going to play at Class A St. Joe. We're going to play Class A Sturgis. And so we've really uh, – you know, kudos to our AD for up in the schedule. But moving forward, there won't be a lot of Division Four and teams that, you know, we, we don't – you don't want to win by 30. You don't oh. learn anything from that. And so next year, when you look at who we've already added and, and where we're going, um, you know, that's that's good for our girls. Oh, oh and by the way, Benton Harbor's in our conference now, so you got to play them not once but twice. Correct. And, you know, they got the 6'7 girl. There's not very <laughs> – we, we can't really simulate with any boy or girl in our school a 6'7 body inside um, that just signed at Central. And so, uh, yeah, the schedule's awesome, but it's not like football where you got to win so many games right. to get in. We want to up it. And Seidenbender's been really good at going out and trying to find good – competitive games. The uh, Kalamazoo Christian game is in limbo right now because there was a schedule conflict that day, so I don't know if we'll get that in or not. Uh, but you still look at who's school coming. Craft. School craft. School Bronson. So school craft and us, I believe, have won 11 of the last 12 Class C regionals, our regions. 11 of 12. We won seven. 
Um, and I think they've won four or maybe five. I've been here 13 years, and I think every year but Goebbels, it's been either Brandywine or Schoolcraft. So we've added Schoolcraft at Schoolcraft. Bronson, Buchanan, St. Joe, Sturgis. So, uh, you know, it's it's good for our girls to be able to play good competitive games. You learn a lot more from those, and our film sessions are much more. Uh, we watch with a lot more intent when you have um, battles. And so we're excited coming out of the shoot again. Uh, it's hard to simulate game stuff um, when you have three weeks off, but being able to play at Waterville last week and then having alums in and stuff, uh, I think we're much more prepared to come out of the gate swinging next week than we were before. Dewajak has one of the top guards in the area. She's in top two or three in scoring. Uh, Weller girl who was top in the uh, scoring in the area last year. And then they have a six-foot post, Tobias Smith, who, who's a stud. And that's why they won their district last year. We lost to Benton Harbor last year, and, and they beat them in the districts. Uh, so Jason Turner does a great job. His mom's actually a teacher at Brandywine. We got her out of retirement. So it'll be anxious to see on Tuesday if she's wearing a Chieftain shirt or a Bobcat shirt at work. Um, so we're looking forward to, to next week in the battles, and then hopefully the week after we get some good news and we got a first-team All-Stater back to add to all of the girls that are already playing so well as a group. And so there's a lot of excitement right now. Before we end, we'll put our, uh, we'll put our sports fans hat on. Um, we had quite a weekend of football to watch from a collegiate level. First, our, our Irish got a big bowl win. Um, you know, I don't care how you cut and shake that. At the end of the day – we beat a very hot-ranked SEC team that finished the season very good. We got one of the more explosive quarterbacks in the country, and I, th I thought that was a great explanation point to put on the season and a great game, you know, especially the way it started. I mean, for the for Notre Dame to come back, um, what a game that was! It, it was phenomenal. I mean, and and you get it, Tyler Buckner who's come out who hasn't played third play start week two. This is third start, right. right? And and so to be able to do that, and he had some mistakes um, when when Notre Dame first and goal from the seven to go up two scores with six seven minutes left and decided to throw instead yeah, of running. Which right that wasn't Buckner's fault, but yeah, Willow and I were uh, driving uh, for my birthday to get away for the evening, and I think I almost went off the road. I was yeah. very upset with that. But uh, if this year isn't proof that we need a twelve team playoff, there's never a time because look at all the great games and all the parody. It's it's really getting better with the parody. You see Tulane knock off USC, but can you imagine in, in another year, you know, after next year, when we're going to have this 12-team playoff, how much fun yeah. it's going to be. This, you know, I, I love college football. It's it's probably, I watch that more than college basketball because when we're in season, I never get a chance to even watch basketball, but there's nothing better in college football and then to see all these bowl games. This is the best bowl season I can ever remember with the games and how great they are. So when we get to 12 teams, uh, it is going to be awesome. This whole transfer portal, though, is—I mean, it's—it's it's nuts. I mean, it's—it's literally—it's literally turned into college football free agency. It's professional sports. It now. is. I it's mean, it's G sad. It's the G League for the NFL. Yeah, and there's what it is. There's a bunch of kids who would probably be going to the NFL, but you make more staying in college than you would be in a fifth round pick in the NFL. I mean, it's a joke, right? And exactly. So, I don't know. It's it's tough. It makes it difficult, but uh, I still love watching it. There's teams like Notre Dame now, and I mean, people can say what they want, uh, but they're gonna be, you know, if if they don't step up their NIL, the name, image, likeness, and the money that these kids get, they're not gonna get, you know, the the top five star kids because when you can well, out of high school, when you can be 17 years old. You know, the, the Peyton Bowen just flipped, and Keon Keeley flipped. We had two five-stars, and then they flip, and they're saying they're getting offered two – they're 17 years old in high school getting thrown $2 million. Well, I mean, you know, these people are ripping these 18-, 17-year-old kids. How can you? I mean, that could set your family up. How, yeah. how do you say no right. to that? And, you know, I know you want to go get a good education, and that's very important, but if somebody's going to offer you $2 million, go get an education. Who's going to say no to that? That You can't. You can't because some of those kids – 
probably don't come from a lot. Right. And, and when you get thrown that, that's life-changing money, um, and that sets you up. And so it's, it's, it's too bad that they did this. You know, there's enough whining that kids need to get paid. And there should be a set amount that every school can give a kid, and they shouldn't be getting it off of this name, image, likeness. Right. Every kid makes seven grand a month, whatever. They were six grand a month, whatever. Pay them $100,000 because, you know, these big-time programs make more than that on a weekend. Right. They can cover one weekend, can cover their pay. But unless they do a set pay for all college kids because they are working hard. But I, I still don't understand what the student-athlete aspect is. I mean, if you go to Notre Dame on a, on a four-year scholarship, that's probably $400,000 with yes. room, board, food, or more because yes. it's eighty, ninety thousand. 90000 And so what, what's the student-athlete part now? The, your pay is you're getting a $400,000 education that's going to set you up for the rest of your life. Correct. But now you want money. You want a million dollars to come play for you. You know that Notre Dame. I mean, they're they're getting involved today. They got Sam Hartman on campus, who's the, the top passer in in ACC history, right? Um, and he could go pro. And a lot of people say, why isn't he going? He probably would be because he's a six foot quarterback. Would be the sixth round. Well, you can make more coming there if the donors are going to give you a million dollars or right. whatever it is. And so, I don't like where it's going. It's bad. It's it's not a trend that's that's good. Um, but hey. Uh, you got to adjust with the times, and they've approved it. I know that the uh, – I believe it's the Massachusetts governor has now taken over the NCAA, and they said he is going to put a kibosh to this crazy because it really is open season. I mean, you know, and, and the Sam Hartman there before he even entered the portal say he's coming to Notre Dame. How, how does anybody know that? Right. There's stuff going on, and I love the Irish, but there's stuff going on behind the scenes everywhere. Oh, for sure. And it's now – it's dirty. College football's dirty. It's like NASCAR. I mean, you know, if you it's ain't cheating, throat. you ain't doing it right. That's right. It's cutthroat and it's dirty, and and there's a lot of bad stuff going on. And so, but the thing is, is like two, three years ago, this would be called cheating. It's not cheating right now. No, they're 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 doing everything. That's what's sickening is all this right now is is by the book. Yeah, these there's kids, no consequences. These, you're for not it. supposed to be able to talk to kids who enter the portal until they do. But these kids already know where they're going when they enter. Yeah. Today, the the rusher that gave the, the alt kid from Notre Dame was one of the top offensive tackles in the country, and that kid from South Carolina gave him all kinds of fits. He was a five-star defensive end. He entered the portal today, and I was already said he's going to Oregon. Now, how does he even know Oregon is interested in him if he didn't have conversations right. or his agents now? Because in college, we have agents and everything else that are paying you. So I saw that um, – um, I think C.J. Williams, the guy from USC, somebody said that he flew his offensive line to the Heisman Trophy. Now, how can a college kid, right, student-athlete, fly his offensive line to the Heisman Trophy yeah, or presentation crazy. in New York? And so it's it's going in a bad direction. But uh, hopefully this new head of NCAA from – I think it's the, I think it's the governor from Massachusetts. I hope he gets things straightened out so we can get back to the student-athlete. Last question, um, and going back to basketball, but we're going to stay Notre Dame. Mike Bray. I've always said for you know there there were a stretch there where I was like man, it's time it's time for a change. But then I'd always step back and I'd ask myself, well, who's going to come in and do it do better? Then he's had you know we had the r couple runs to the elite eight. Now I'm I'm starting to ask that question. You're I mean it's I tough. personally think it's time to move on. Yeah, it's tough. He you know it. It's probably run his course. I think Mike Bray's a really good guy. You know, you don't you, – I talked to, like, so like Jim Nate, who's a good friend of mine, DeWalje guy, but he'll tell me, you know, a lot of these D1 guys are hard to approach, and they'll just snub you. They won't talk to you. Oh, Mike's he's, not that. He's told me multiple times he's went down Christmas shopping to, like, Ruth Chris to, to sit at the bar and have a beer and a steak, and Mike Bray will sit right by him, yep. buy him a beer, and talk to him like they're best buddies. Or you'll he see is, him at the Barron Lake Triathlon. Yeah, he's a he's a very personable, <laughs> yes, he is. great guy. I think Kevin's ran into him several times at Knollwood yep. Fitness Place. But I think he's a great guy. But the 
the, the bottom line is at that level when you get paid millions of dollars yeah. to run a program, you got to win. Just win, baby, right? And that's it sucks that it's that way, but that's that's life. And so he's been there 20-ish years or more. And, you know, this is probably the best team he's going to have in a long time because of all their experience. And it just seems like it's run its course. Now, you don't ever want anybody to get fired and stuff. But, again, when you're making several million, Mike Bray would probably go somewhere and be successful. But it seems here it's about time for some fresh blood. Yeah, and you don't ever want to see a coach get fired because it's tough. It's a brutal, brutal, brutal profession. But uh, they're in a struggle right now. If they can't right the ship, he's probably going to be on a hot seat. Hey, go throw your sandwich in the microwave. Get you something to eat. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. For the Lady Cats and Lady Chieftains at the Bobcat Den next Tuesday. Bobby, thanks for all you do, man. We appreciate you. Uh, anybody listening out there, we got the Cats for the Cure game January 20th. It's just a girls game this year because we don't have many Friday night boy-girl doubleheaders. Shirts are 15 bucks. All of the money goes to the Brian Parker Foundation. It's a great cause. We've raised over $35,000 uh, in this year, 14 of us doing the Cats for Cure game. And so we would uh, love to see Bobcats purchase shirts or anybody in this area. Again, it goes to all local people who are fighting cancer. Great cause for our girls and our program to support. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to RC Total Sports Podcast. We also want to thank our good friends here at Wings Etc. for hosting us today. Until our next show, uh, first off, Happy New Year, and we will see you next time right here on RC Total Sports.